We are wrapping up 2022, and this means it's time for Stitching Holiday Traditions. These first-person narratives from members of the Black Women's Stitch community are beautiful narratives of how sewing, creativity, and holiday celebration all coalesce into a beautiful time of family, tradition, and fun. So tune into the Stitch Please podcast this month to hear stories from Lena King, Vanessa Martina, Florence Taylor, Martha McIntyre, and Kamali Obiagu all talking about how their creativity shapes their holiday celebrations. And as we wrap up 2022, we invite you to join the Black Women's Stitch Patreon. Your direct support makes a huge difference in our ability to bring the podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And here comes Stitching Holiday Traditions. Hi, my name is Vanessa Martina. I'm the pattern designer at Cosita Studio. Lisa invited me to share something about my holiday experience and Christmas traditions. Thank you so much, Lisa, for inviting me. So I live in the Netherlands. I live in the second largest city in the Netherlands, and that is Rotterdam. I live here with my husband and two boys, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. My parents are originally from Suriname and my father is from Suriname and my mother is from Curacao and my husband is actually from Liberia. So we have a really fun Caribbean mixed with West African household. I was born and raised in the Netherlands myself. The Netherlands has around 500,000 black people with a population of around 17 million Dutch people. Most of us live around the bigger city, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, The Hague. Most of us have our own traditional um, celebrations, uh, what we do in the months around the holiday. But um, yeah, I will tell you a little bit about general things and not specific to Caribbean culture or Suriname culture. But I will tell you something a little bit more about the general feeling of uh, Christmas and the holidays. So this year there will be four major events or traditions, uh, celebrations happening here. I will work my way backwards from New Year's Eve. Traditionally, with New Year's Eve, you eat olibola. It's a type of uh, dumpling and you sprinkle powdered sugar on top of it and you drink a glass of champagne with it. Traditionally, most people buy a lottery ticket and uh, watch some of the New Year's shows on television. However, New Year's Eve is a bit of a controversial topic because of the fireworks in the Netherlands. Fireworks is a major topic of discussion every year. Fireworks are forbidden the whole year around in the Netherlands except for New Year's Eve. And people go wild for fireworks. It's actually quite problematic because everyone can fire fireworks everywhere they want and it's not soft fireworks it's really loud hard dangerous fireworks taking into account that people often drink during new year's eve so it's all in all really problematic people describe it as a war zone and i would also describe it as a war zone um 
the police, the nurses, doctors, emergency workers, firemen, everybody calls it a war zone. Uh, last year, there were 1,200 people wounded and ended up in the hospital. Half of those were people that had severe burn marks and 300 people had injuries to their eyes. Um, cars are being burned. There's uh, bonfires everywhere. And not to mention the air pollution, light pollution and sound pollution. To to have that in one evening, that's it's, it's just really crazy and indescribable. You have to look at a video on YouTube and it's called How to Survive Dutch Fireworks. And that's the best description of how bad it is. I think two years ago, 68 million euros was spent on fireworks alone. The Netherlands has 17 million people. So that's a lot of fireworks. Um, last year, the government banned fireworks because they were already overworked with COVID patients. So they had to um, take a stop to it. Also, that doctors were complaining that they cannot have also burn victims and other casualties uh, on top of the COVID patients. So they banned it. This year, they also banned it. And people are really upset about it, and mad about it and protesting. And even there were some riots this weekend about the fireworks being banned. So it's <laughs> people see it as their right to um, fire fireworks. It's, it's really crazy. The next big holiday or celebration is Christmas, the Christian Christmas. And we have three days of Christmas. You have Christmas Eve, then you have the first day of Christmas, which is December 25th. Then you have the second day of Christmas, that's December 26th. I don't know why we have, but it's really convenient because you can divide your time between your family and your in-laws. As a child, the best Christmases used to be at my grandmother's house. Um, my grandmother used to demand entertainment from all her grandchildren. We used to have to prepare. A performance was mandatory, talent not. Um, <laughs> I used to do like Whitney Houston or Mel and Kim with my sister. Um, my aunties also made costumes like little Whitney Houston costumes or Michael Jackson costumes for my cousins. Uh, it was really fun to do. And then afterward we used to eat and then open up presents. And um, ever since my grandmother passed away, we don't do that anymore, but it used to be super fun. So now basically we mostly eat and open presents. <laughs> that's the, basically the Christmas. There's one thing though that's really Dutch and that's gourmet. Gourmet is a uh, grill, like an electric grill that you put in the middle of the table, the dining table. Everyone sits around it and yeah, grills their own meat. It's like a two-story type of grill thing. And the bottom there's these small little pans and on the top there's usually like a stone grill plate. And you put your meat on it and then just sit there and grill. It's kind of weird because you're grilling inside the house. So the whole house will stink basically like you're, you're barbecuing in the house. Um, which I don't like, but I do find the whole gourmet really funny. I think it's meant to be so that the host is not cooking, so everybody's cooking the, the food themselves. But yeah, 
it's super inconvenient because of all the smell in the house. It's a super Dutch thing. Also, the little pens, what I was describing, those are all color-coded so that you don't accidentally take someone else's food. So that's basically going Dutch, right? You don't take each other's food. You don't share. <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, almost half of Dutch people do gourmet at Christmas. And even in the supermarket, you can buy small little pieces of meat for the gourmet. Dutch people just buy the gourmet meat all prepared and just put it on the grill. With us, we, of course, buy our own meat, wash it, clean it, then season it, and then uh, let it sit there and marinate. And also we do a lot of side dishes, so you actually are cooking. So we have usually some rice and peas, some um, salads or potato salads, something like that with it. But if we're not gumetta, then we are just uh, divide up who makes what and everybody just brings food to whoever's house we are going to. So uh, I love Christmas. We usually also have a Christmas tree in the house. I decorate. There's also loads of Christmas markets and ice skating places. Um, yeah, all the shops and everything. There's lights everywhere. So it's really a fun time. My kids love Christmas. They really look forward for Christmas. We do put Christmas presents under the tree, but we don't tell them that's from Santa. It's from us, the parents. So yeah, great fun. You're listening to the Stitch Please podcast and the special edition episodes about stitching holiday traditions. We'll return to the story after this break. Get your stitch together with the Black Women Stitch 2023 wall calendar. Loaded with full color illustrations that center and celebrate black women, girls, and femmes in sewing, the calendar also has historical resources from black history, women's history, activist history, and sewing history. New this year, thanks to our friends at Row House Publishing, is a full slate of Row House titles from 2023 that will help you get your stitch together all year long. So head out to the blackwomenstitch.org website and we'll help you get your stitch together. And now we'll return to Stitching Holiday Traditions. Thanks for listening. So what a lot of people don't know is that the Netherlands is a monarch. We have a king and the king oldest daughter is turning 18 this December. And there will be a lot of ceremonial and traditional events planned around it. Um, probably all the news channels and all the newspapers will report on it. People are going to sit down and look at the live event. Um, she will have to have a speech in front of the parliament. And yeah, why it's uh, such a big event also and why it's so controversial is because she, on her 18th birthday, she was supposed to get 1.5 million and on every other birthday for the rest of her life she will get 1.5 million she now said herself that she will not take that money until she actually earned it she didn't want to take money she didn't earn which is really noble of her but it's a really big subject of discussion because people are like it's costing us so much money and we 
already pay a lot of taxes here in the Netherlands. So um, yeah, it's quite a subject of discussion every year. It's not really a um, holiday event, but it will be a really big event happening. So I did want to mention it. So yeah, the last celebration this December or every December is Sinterklaas. It's a typical Dutch celebration, although in Belgium and in, I think, Luxembourg and some part of the Dutch Caribbean, they celebrate also Sinterklaas. In the Netherlands, Sinterklaas is basically celebrated around 5th of December and three weeks before he comes in the country. Now, he's like Santa. Um, he has helpers. Santa has elves. Sinterklaas has basically white people in blackface and they called Black Pete, the Swarte Pete. Sinterklaas comes three weeks before his birthday to the Netherlands on a boat from Spain. And he comes to bring all the presents to all the children. Uh, what Dutch people have you believe or try to convince you that Black Pete is black because he goes through the chimney and he has soot on his face. So that's why he's black. But when I was young, Black Pete had two golden earrings, a ring, a golden a ring in his nose. He had an afro. He had red lips, and most of the time a Caribbean accent. So it has nothing to do with going to the chimney. Sinterklaas is probably the biggest uh, celebration here in the Netherlands. There's uh, books of Sinterklaas. There's songs that are sung. There's movies of Sinterklaas, toys. All the shops are with Sinterklaas. Yeah, it's, it's a huge thing. And because he comes three weeks before his birthday on the 5th of December, it's like not even three weeks, it's four weeks of of leading up to that birthday. There's a Sinterklaas journal, which is basically the news geared towards children with Sinterklaas news. And usually the story goes that the Pete lost all the presents and oh my God, there's news. Where are the presents? And the news reports are where could the presents be? Something like that. So it's a huge thing. The annoying thing is that it's celebrated also in the school. That's horrible. When I was younger, um, I didn't want to go to school basically the whole period. It, I was the subject of jokes, teasing. No, it was bullying, not teasing, bullying. Uh, making jokes about skin color, hair. I look like Black Pete. Um, also, Black Pete was not a nice character. He was a character that would beat you up and put you in a sack and bring you to Spain. There's also the songs, very controversial and, and, and nasty songs. For example, one of the songs goes like, even though he's black as suit, he means good. And having to sing those things, it's... It was really traumatic and really stressful for me just to go to school all those four weeks. Um, I must say, nowadays, uh, Swarte Pete and Sinterklaas went through a lot of changes. So you would not see the golden earrings, the um, afro hair. You don't see the um, red lips and absolutely no accent. He also is not 
that bad that he put you in a sack and that he really scares children. But still, um, it's problematic. Now they put soot on people's faces, so you still see that it still looks like blackface, basically. Um, there's a lot of protests around this time, black people protesting against it, also white people protesting against it, because people are starting to figure out that it's, it's, it's not normal. This year also there was a little bit of a scandal because the solution, these pro-peat, they say pro-black peat, they came up with gray peats. So he's not black, he's dark gray. So it's ridiculous that how people come. People just don't want to get rid of black peat. Uh, it's, it's such a big issue. Uh, Dutch people feel like we're touching their culture, trying to change their culture. Um, we are immigrants, so we shouldn't decide about culture. So it's, it's a lot. So in the bigger cities, it is changing. You don't see Pete with suit. He's also not called Black Pete anymore. They call him Pete. So it is changing. But in the smaller towns, you really see still Black Pete. And of course, there's the movies and that's, that sort of thing. I will come back and talk about the movies. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> For my children, I want to protect them from all the teasing and bullying around that time. So we actually don't celebrate uh, Sinterklaas. Uh, we made a choice when um, my oldest son was younger that we just wouldn't participate in it. But we do have to prepare him for the, this whole season. So we do have conversations before uh, the season starts about uh, race, color, black peat. What, yeah, just in a kid's appropriate way. He's six, so he cannot say everything. But we do want to prepare him for the time. Um, we also said he will not meet Sinterklaas. So when Sinterklaas comes to school, he will stay home. Uh, we also informed the teachers that he will stay home. That is not part of our way of life to meet Sinterklaas. And we also don't lie to our children. So uh, we don't say uh, Sinterklaas goes with a horse over the roofs to bring presents through a chimney. Usually children put their shoe at the chimney so that Sinterklaas can go through the chimney or Swart Piet can go through the chimney to put presents in their shoe. Uh, yeah, we don't do all of that. If we give my son a present, he knows that it's from me. He knows it's not real, basically. Um, we also try to make a really safe environment in the home. So we hardly mention, actually, Sinterklaas in the home because he already gets an overload of information at school. We make sure there's no media with Sinterklaas or books or anything else. Sometimes they have these catalogs with all the toys catalogs that they send to like a snail mail that they send to all the houses for children. We don't uh, participate in any of this. And it, it, I must say it makes our household a lot calmer and relaxer during this time because it used to be, for me at least, it used to be really stressful. 
A lot of companies stopped participating in images of black beads and that's a good thing. So most big companies just don't participate. Smaller companies also not. You would see it more in smaller towns and smaller villages that it's still being uh, celebrated with black beads. I posted something about Sinterklaas in my uh, stories on Instagram and there was someone that reacted with, oh, this would never happen in America. And that got me thinking about something because the companies that still now participate in it are American companies. The Dutch uh, channels, TV channels stopped showing Black Pete, but you can find all of them on the streaming sites. 2016, Nickelodeon stopped. Nickelodeon used to have the worst kind of uh, Black Pete on their channel. I mean, worst of worst. They had a whole uh, reality TV show about Black Pete and Sinterklaas and all these things with full-on blackface. Then 2016, they stopped and Netflix took over and they had all the movies with Black Pete. 2018, uh, Netflix stopped. Only 2018, that's not a long time ago. Then now Amazon Prime took over. There's Blackface on uh, their streaming service. And now Apple TV also has it. So every time another company stops, a Dutch company stops, then they take over. And I feel like they censor it for the rest of the world. So only I here can go into my Apple TV and see it. But someone on the other side of the world won't be able to see it. It's censored out, which is horrifying to me. It's it's really upsetting. But yeah, it... Again, it is what it is. It makes money. I also see a pattern what these companies do. So usually they uh, show it a couple of years and then suddenly they say like, oh, we don't want to be involved in the conversation anymore. They will never say uh, it's wrong. Blackface is wrong because they don't want to offend any Dutch people that uh, that are pro-Pete, Black Pete. But they will say that and then suddenly they will change their whole marketing to be now um, inclusive. It's a really strange thing. I don't know what to say about it. It's really strange. Dutch companies stopping and now these huge American companies stepping in the, those places that, that, that uh, people leave behind. One thing I do like about Sinterklaas and that doesn't involve Sinterklaas or Black Pete and that is surprise. And surprise is what they do with teenagers. It's like Secret Santa. So in the classroom, you pick someone's name and you have to make craft something for that person and you have to put the present inside. So for example, I I made once a really big television for someone and then the present was hidden inside the television. It was just a cardboard thing that I made. One time uh, a classmate got me a huge box with a big ribbon on top and it was a uh, surprise for me. When I opened it, 
there was only um, hay inside. Now, I already freaked out because I don't like um, bugs and insects and that sort of thing. And I knew already who gave me this surprise because there was only one person in my class that lives on a farm. So I was actually horrified. He basically made me put my hand in this big box of hay and tried to search for my presence. Um, I asked for like drawing pencils and these things and he wrapped them all individually and hidden it in that box with all the hay. It was horrible. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that also with you. That's, um, yeah, that, that I think would be way more fun because that involves me crafting and making things and doesn't involve any Sinterklaas or Swartepeete. So, yeah. So that was a little bit about my experience with uh, all the holidays and how we celebrated. I didn't quite touch upon how I connected to sewing and uh, crafting, but basically I tried to make all the Christmas outfits and New Year's outfits for me and my children and my husband. Yeah. And I sew a little bit for things around that, yeah, cushions and that sort of thing. Sometimes I also make presents. But other than that, I don't do much sewing. That's already a lot anyway. So uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, speak to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stitching Holiday Traditions. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And to help you get your stitch together for 2023, we invite you to pick up a copy of the Black Women's Stitch Wall Calendar, loaded with full-color illustrations that center and celebrate Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. The calendar also has historical resources from Black history, women's history, activist history, and sewing history. New this year, thanks to our friends at Row House Publishing, is a full slate of row house titles from 2023 that will help you get your stitch together all year long so head out to the blackwomanstitch.org website and we'll help you get your stitch together 